Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode seven of Living Electric. We are live and in person for this episode. (laughs) I'm actually sitting in Brandon's studio slash office right now. Um, so happy to actually do this in person yeah. for the first time, <laughs> right? Hopefully, so, going to make editing and syncing audio much easier. <laughs> much easier. Much. It's a great so, time to be alive, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, I'm actually shooting a kind of, I guess, a destination travel type video for my channel right now. I just got a mattress to get fit in my Model Three, so we just shot some footage of me climbing in the back of my car and setting up the mattress. So in my driveway. That's right. Yep. That's right. Um, so that that video should be hitting the the channel soon um and we talked about my maki video last uh episode and i'm finally posting it i think i nice. mentioned that i was gonna have it posted by the time <laughs> our, our last episode uh went live but i finally got that edited and that's that should be live uh, around the same time this podcast goes live so that's all on my end yeah that's awesome <laughs> Do you post any like good major content or recently no no <laughs> i i have not um the best one was the tycon that's uh, right yeah most recent yeah. and we talked about got, that got some so. really good feedback on that one yeah uh, excited to do more porsche videos definitely um but i am recording charging station activations tomorrow so oh yeah, okay yeah. what stations uh charge point and evigo okay using the my chevy app awesome um tried it the other night in an empty par- walmart parking lot and it did not go well <laughs> oh no so okay. i'm gonna do it in the day it's much safer this time <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> so looking forward to that all righty so yeah. our major topic this episode we're going to be talking about ev economics more on kind of the yeah. personal finance side of things because uh, a lot of people will claim that you can save money by driving an electric vehicle and I think there's kind of the, some stipulations there, uh, depending on which car you go with and what kind of car you're driving or switching from, I guess. So both Brandon and I, were going to kind of share our experience switching to an electric vehicle, if we've actually saved any money, if we've spent more <laughs> money, what's what that process has been like. So I'll let you go first because you're kind of a more traditional EV owner in that sense because you yeah. have a house and you charge at home. So you have home electricity costs and all that stuff. So Definitely. Yeah, I I would say char- like having a home charger and like being able to like charge and at your house mm-hmm. is I would say as you mentioned like the most traditional way to charge your electric vehicle. Um for us I kind of want to touch base on like the upfront costs of like how much it like costs to install the charging station, how much the charging station was and um just kind of like the ongoing costs of charging my Chevy Bolt. Mm-hmm. So to start, um, we're Costco members. Love Costco. That's not a <laughs> uh, sponsorship or not a placement in this you know podcast. But um, we did purchase a um, EVSE or a charging station through Costco for about three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't remember, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, it's a Siemens VersaCharge uh, L two. Um, and great name. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> um, but it, it works well. You know, there's like no Wi-Fi connection, so it's just a very like simple. Um, charging station. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the overall cost for us, since we did a direct line to the side of the house, was about $300 yeah. um, through the electrician that we went through. Gotcha. So it was $350 for the actual charger-ish, yep. and then for installing the, the like electrical line to it was an additional $300. Correct. So total is around $650-ish? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And the one thing I would recommend is always get quotes, because the first yeah. electrician we talked to is going to charge us thir- uh, $1,300 mm, to, yeah. to run just a direct line. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that before you get, I don't want to mean to cut you off or like just before you get too ahead of everything, I think it's important to remember that you can get as complicated as you want with those yep. chargers, yeah. right? So yeah. I know me driving a Tesla, like most Tesla owners get a Tesla wall connector installed mm-hmm. where just the charger itself is around like $700, I think, $500, yeah. $700, yeah. if I remember right. And that's just the cost of the charger. And I think it's important to remember you don't have to do that driving an electric vehicle. You don't need to go crazy like that. Um, it can be as simple as just installing a dryer outlet in your garage and just plugging in with like a mobile connector. Yeah. Um, and that and that gets the job done, honestly. Or if you're not driving a lot, you can just plug into a regular wall outlet. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all EVs come with just the regular 120 volt wall outlets yeah. as far as i'm aware so and i i have a lot of friends that actually just do that like really? they'll just use the wall outlet yeah. because they drive less than 50 miles a day yeah and they'll just plug it in that way yeah and you can re- recoup those miles overnight yeah um and what i've heard the the most expensive part of it installing a charger is actually running that electrical line yeah so because you said you thought about putting it in the garage right which probably would have added an additional 25 feet to where they run that yeah yeah um and that, that wire that they run is expensive. So every foot you go farther is adding, I mean, $50 or so to, to how long you need to, or how much you need to spend. So. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's situation is different. Um, sure. Our garage is detached. And yeah. as Alex mentioned, it's about 25 feet away from our house. And the electricity is ran underground. Mm-hmm. So they would have to dig up our whole backyard. Yeah. It's just a construction progress yeah. or process. And um, the one thing that, like, I think when it comes to, like, deciding what charging station you're going to go for, remember your current situation. Mm-hmm. When we bought our charging station, I was just wrapping up college. You know, like, I have student loans. Um, so, like, we wanted to fix it in our budget. Yeah. And we kind of knew what functionalities we wanted out of it. And it just works for us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, eventually, we'll replace it with something smarter. Um, yeah. But for right now, it works well. Because you kind of have kind of like a dumb charger per se like you just plug it in and it starts charging it lights up though it does light up that is is right but But yeah it is a dumb charger yeah so you can't see any like data on how much you're charging or how much how many kilowatt hours it's pulling or anything like that no no there is a uh i don't want to say like a trim level to that charger but there is like a smarter version of that charger that does have wi-fi connections But the Siemens app is something from like 2008. Like oh. they have not updated it, mm. and it I think it's only optimized for like an iPhone 4. Mm. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know, old software. Yeah. Um, but but it works well, and the nice thing is that at the time there was a federal tax credit um, of 30 percent towards the installation of our charger. Um, okay. I don't know. I think that expired back at the end of 2019. Um, okay. but we were able to write off some of the costs. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that helped with that. That does. Was there like a limit on that? Cause 30% could like, if you put in a thousand dollar charger, it could be $300. No, there, were, there was no limit on <laughs> oh, it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then after you get the charger installed, that's probably kind of like one of the first big expenses, I guess you'll get with an electric vehicle. But mm-hmm. after that, I mean, that's kind of like your main 
yeah. infrastructure and sp- expense, I guess, with kind of setting up your charging situation. Um, so after you install that charger and you were charging your EV every day, what was your electricity cost like? Did you see a significant bump or? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't see like a bump at, at all. Um, okay. In fact, compared to what I was spending in gas, yeah. um, which I had a 2017 Volkswagen Golf before, spending about 200 plus a month. Yeah. And gas, uh, it went down to about $30 a month in electricity. Wow. Okay. And that was driving the same distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's insane. Like how much, <laughs> like cheaper per mile that you can get with an EV. So typically EVs are more, are more expensive upfront. You're going to spend more on EV than a comp- comparable gas car. But mm-hmm. as soon as you spend that money upfront, you're just driving, pure driving costs go down a ton. Yeah. So I know. It, it definitely depends on how much you're driving too. Um, and an important thing to remember is when you plug in at night, you're not always going from like zero to a hundred, yeah. right? So, yeah. <laughs> so you probably unplugged your car with like ninety percent in the yeah. middle of the, or beginning of the day. You drive to work, drive home, plug back in. What, yeah. what are you typically like returning to home for, with with when you're commuting? Um, so my typical drive is about fifty plus miles round trip. Okay, so. Depending on the weather and like exterior temperature uh, conditions, I'd get home with like about maybe like fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, starting gotcha. at about ninety percent. Yeah. Um. So not not terrible, but that's like my driving style. Yeah. Like, I'm not slow. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so if you drive it more efficiently, you'd probably get home with a higher state of charge. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's just like <laughs> gas. If you drive aggressively, you're going to use more gas. So. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to have less uh less MPG. So exactly. Yeah. The one other thing I do want to mention, you touched on it, like you might be spending a little bit more upfront when it comes to like buying an electric vehicle. Um, but there is a federal tax credit um, for most electric vehicles right now. Yeah. Um, Tesla's out of that conversation mm-hmm. and so is GM. So the Bolt no longer is eligible and all Tesla vehicles can't get that right now, unfortunately. But any other manufacturer, so like BMW or Ford, Ford, Volkswagen, I mean, any of those are going to all have tax credits which are huge yeah it's great i mean that really helped me get into an electric car yeah yeah Yeah. an important thing to remember there that it is a it's it is a tax credit it's not like just money off the purchase price of the car so Mm -hmm. that money is going to come when you get your tax return it's not going to come when you when you purchase the car so you do kind of have to do some planning there and make sure you're able to to spend that money up front but you'll get it back later so when, in my situation, when I bought my Model 3, it was actually still eligible for a portion of that tax credit. So I bought it in November of 2019. It was still eligible for the 1875 mm-hmm. I think. It was like a quarter of the, of the thing, of the tax credit, because it phases out. And I bought my car, uh, took delivery, paid all the money up front and stuff for it. And then when I did my taxes for 2019... Um, I ended up getting that tax credit back. So I got, on top of my tax return, I got $1,875, which was a nice, nice little check. So definitely. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, I got lucky with mine. I I got it before it phased out to that eighteen hundred. I so I got it about thirty seven five. Okay. Yeah, because with the way that the tax credit works is you hit two hundred thousand um, sold vehicles. Yeah. And then it starts phasing out over time. So like it starts at seventy five hundred dollars, divides to I think it was thirty seven fifty. Yeah. And then it drops down to the eighteen fifty. 
for another like six months or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it, it fades away after that. Couldn't remember so, the exact amount. <laughs> I think it's eighteen seventy five was the was the quarter of that. It sounds like it. <laughs> if I can do my math right. <laughs> so another thing with that tax credit is there's a lot of like bills being proposed right now that will reinstate that tax credit for GM and Tesla. A lot of them have just been like introduced. They're not necessarily passed or even being discussed like on the house floor or anything like that. Um, but that is something to kind of keep an eye on. I, I did a like kind of a short video on that and basically told people if you, if you're able to wait six months to a year, it's probably best to, to wait (laughs) honestly till, till the politics kind of work out and see where we end up with things. Um, but if you're like ready to buy a car right now, I don't think you should be waiting around for that tax credit. Cause I mean, politics move slow yep, and, yep. and there's you no, never really know what what kind of things are going to be passed so yep and there's no better time to go electric that's right no time to waste yeah exactly i think my charging situation is a lot different because when i bought my car i was doing all my charging at work so luckily they provided charging for free that's so nice. <laughs> that's so that nice. was a big that was a big financial driving factor for me when i bought my car and what allowed me to afford it was the fact that i could charge at work for free and basically cover all my miles so i'd drive to work in the morning i'd plug in my car and be good by the time i left and if i was if awesome. it was a weekend i'd make sure i charge up a little bit extra so i can last the whole weekend driving wherever i'm going um, and just char- plug in again on Monday. So I think before switching to driving electric, I was spending around $200 a month on gas. And now I spend close to zero on fuel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Between, I'm very fortunate to have free charging at work. We're not going to the office right now, uh, but I did have that. I have a ton of referral miles. So thank you to anybody that's ever used one of those. If you watch my YouTube channel or follow me on Twitter or anything, I really appreciate that. That's allowed me to save a ton of money on gas um, and fuel for for my car now. (laughs) Um, And then I I honestly, it's kind of a fun thing to do now is hunt out free chargers. There's there's a ton of them out there. and, And a lot of companies will put them in because to attract potential uh customers and i think it's it's honestly a thing that a lot of more businesses should be considering because if there's a a restaurant or something with free charging and one without i'm probably going to go to the one with free charging (laughs) absolutely it's almost like a game trying to find free charger that's right yeah (laughs) It's, it's a blast and even like i think electricity costs per mile compared to gas are roughly a half to a fourth of of what it costs per mile so i mean if you're looking, if you are somebody that drives a lot and can plug in at home or plug in at your destination, if you are doing a lot of driving, it's definitely can save you a ton on just fuel costs because electricity is so cheap compared, oh, yeah. to, <laughs> compared to gas. Um, another part of that too is I know a big discussion right now is that gas prices are rising again, yep. which is not really something you have to worry about as an yeah. EV driver. Um, I, I have not thought about gas prices in part two years. That's wild. I yeah. just don't even. I just don't even care to check because it's just something I don't have to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> and that varies all the time. I mean, it, it varies with supply and demand. Uh, the mm-hmm. thing with electricity rates is they're they're very highly regulated. Your local utility has a monopoly on providing service to your area, and they can't just like run up the electricity bill <laughs> um, cost for, for everybody. Cause then that would be, that would be bad because consumers don't really have a choice when it comes to that. So 
can't really like extort people <laughs> to get them, <laughs> give them to pay that extra money. So that's another another advantage as well. So I was gonna say, so you have all that free supercharging like mileage, mm-hmm. pretty much. So do you see any costs in driving electric? Like your specific, like in my uh, case, like specifically, yeah. Um, in terms of what, like fuel costs or yeah. like, electric fuel costs? Yeah. Um, honestly, right now, the only time I pay for charging is when I visit a public charger that has a fee. So I'm trying to think of the last time I went there, because it was recently, I stopped at a, um, I think a charge point charger, actually. It costs like, I think a dollar per hour or something like that and plugged in That's there for a couple hours. Still so, not bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've spent like pennies on the mile basically (laughs) that's awesome the past year because right now we're working from home i basically supercharge exclusively which is not great for your battery but it's kind of my only option right now so i'll just take like a a 10 minute drive over to the grocery store plug in my car get my groceries and come back and be good all supercharged up so But yeah, able to use all those referral miles and don't spend like very much on charging at all. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So I, I know from from my experience with like paying at like charging stations like Electrify America and like doing like long distance road trips, it's so much cheaper than gas. Yeah. Still, like on average, most of my stops would be anywhere from like ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's probably where you're gonna see the biggest costs in in electric fuel is is those fast chargers because that's really kind of where they run up the bill a little bit because yeah, you are yeah. you are paying for that convenience of that higher charging speed, um, and those are expensive stations to build too because <laughs> running running that that high high power electric out to those stations can get expensive so. So recently on my YouTube channel, I posted a short about uh, EV maintenance mm-hmm. and pretty much how the only maintenance besides like the, the wear and tear items yeah. is your windshield wiper fluid. Yep. <laughs> um, so, and that's, if you don't use it, you know, then you really don't refill it yeah. as often as I probably do, but that's the only maintenance I've yeah. really had to worry about. Yeah, um, that's, that's basically the same for me. How many miles are on your Bolt right now? I think I'm about to 18,000. Okay. What yeah. service have you done like total for it? That you've had to pay for, I guess. Um, pretty much like tire swapping. Okay. Um, so like going from like summer tires to like winter tires. Yeah. But that's and normal. You're gonna have that on any car, right? Typical wear and tear. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's it. Everything else has been covered under warranty. That's good. If there's an yeah. issue. Yeah, it's it's kind of skewed with with new cars because you do have that new car warranty. But mm-hmm. I'm in a similar boat. I haven't had any major maintenance at all done to my car i do need to get new tires soon but i think that's the only thing that i really need to worry about um i know previously i was spending a decent amount on oil changes because that was every (laughs) five to seventy five hundred (laughs) miles of oil changes yeah there is there's no oil really in an ev no oil no engine (laughs) oil to change so don't have to worry about that I know the the one car that we had it was now don't be shocked we had a TDI a Volkswagen Diesel mm-hmm. and we took it in for um uh the automatic transition like annual maintenance yeah and it's a thousand dollars a year oh just to flush and change the fluid for just the transmission jeez yeah yeah so that's, you have to do that every year that's every like year a, oh. yeah but that's only if it's like an automatic because it's like a complex like transmission oh jeez but yeah. Nope. And even in like the golf we had, the oil changes were like 150 bucks. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the big expenses, really, with an EV, like, repair-wise. In terms of, like, maintenance, you've got you've got your battery mm-hmm. and you've got your motors. That's kind of the main moving parts on the vehicle. That's probably what's going to fail. Like, moving parts are generally what fails on a car, but the motors last basically forever. We've pretty much perfected the electric motor uh, <laughs> engineering-wise. Like, they just they run forever. Um, the battery is really the only thing to worry about. And I hear, I hear a lot of people kind of worried about that with an EV. And I think it's important to remember that batteries aren't just going to die after a couple of years, like your cell phone battery, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It's more in or more impressive technology yeah. than an EV yeah. battery. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of things you can do to prolong the life of your battery. But before I get into that, bottom line is it's designed to last the life of the car. So. It's got. It's. I'm pretty sure it's mandated. It's got to have a warranty of at least eight years, a hundred thousand miles, and that means if your battery dies or breaks or anything goes wrong with it in that time, the manufacturer has to replace it under warranty. So you do have that peace of mind when you buy mm-hmm. an EV, and then when you're talking about keeping keeping care of your battery, it's always good to not let it go down too low and also not charge it up way too high. And also fast charging can kind of prolong the, or uh, more quickly uh, degrade the battery faster than other stuff. So those are kind of things to avoid. But I think typical day-to-day driving, I mean, like, you probably don't fast charge very often. No, no, last time I fast charged was September. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Um, Yeah, definitely don't. I, you know, I just use my charger at home. Yeah. Um, But I mean, like a simple rule of thumb, you could think of it too, is it's just like your cell phone. Like if it offers fast charging, your battery is going to degrade faster. Exactly. You never want to charge it to 100% unless you absolutely have to. Like, yeah. 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 So, so those are all things to remember, but I don't think going into a car, I don't think you should, going into an EV at least, you shouldn't be like worried about replacing the battery in five years. Like that's not really a thing. Like yeah, <laughs> it certainly happens with like old, old EVs. Like if you want to do a battery swap um, and even at that point, that doesn't mean the battery has failed. It generally means that the battery just has degraded and lost like a significant amount of its miles. So like an EV will still run with, <laughs> with, the, with the original battery in it. It just might not get the original 250 miles it might be down to like 200 now so that's kind of a a different part of evs i guess versus gas cars because i feel like engine will just like fail oh yeah you can't drive it yeah (laughs) yeah at that point you're stuck yeah (laughs) i I do know from um from stories i've read like the chevy volt Mm -hmm. um there's i think he's actually in ohio he at the time this was a few years ago he hit 300,000 miles on his chevy volt and um, the battery still had a 95% like state of charge limit. Wow. So like the technology, obviously, as time goes, it's just going to improve. Mm-hmm. And that was a 2012 Chevy Volt. Yeah. So that technology is older, you know, in the terms of technology, but it's still holding up really yeah. well. Yeah. And I've heard fast charging is probably the number one thing that degrades your battery quickly so unless you are like taking road trips and stuff like that it's probably something you want to avoid but don't feel like you have to because you're gonna like kill your battery if you do like drive the car yeah so (laughs) exactly just drive and enjoy it that's right another thing too the the batteries we're seeing that are kind of going bad now are from cars from like 2012 like you said so 
the the truth of it is we really don't know how long batteries are going to last that are coming off the line right now i mean like they're really good batteries and they've continued to improve like you said so i mean they could last eight years they could last 18 years so it's it's hard really to tell and I know uh, Tesla is really striving for that million mile battery pack. Yeah, that like will just last literally forever. Like it's going to outlast the shell of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hopefully it gets there. That would. I mean, that would be oh, impressive for sure. Yeah. yeah. And another thing too on just like the topic of battery maintenance is that there's the difference between like the liquid controlled like tempered batteries oh, and like the air cooled mm-hmm. um so like the old nissan leafs are air cooled batteries so that's typically where you'll see degradation faster yeah. because it doesn't have a battery management system to control uh the uh, battery temperature yeah. so not to get too much into like you know <laughs> technical terms um but like our uh you know like uh, alex's tesla and my bolt has a liquid battery management system that um that uh uses coolant to keep the battery in the optimal temperature yeah um with fast charging and day-to-day use Mm -hmm. as well so that will help with longevity definitely yeah because battery heat and like the the temperature of the battery something is something that can degrade the battery as well and yeah that liquid cooling system another thing i actually had a question about from uh my grandpa actually (laughs) he said he sent me an email asking about it because somebody had talked about oh i heard there's battery coolant that needs replaced and i actually looked it up in the tesla manual and it said under normal driving conditions and like normal wear and tear you should not need to replace that battery coolant ever like you shouldn't need to at all so I'm not sure if you have something like that in your bolts, if you can even like access that fluid or I not. have no idea. <laughs> that's actually a thought I never had crossed my yeah. in my mind. So I don't know. But that's one of the few like fluids in the car, I guess, yeah. that might need replaced at some point. But I mean, again, that's just like coolant. It's not like and it won't be needed like every year. It'll probably be like way down the road. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I don't know if my Bolt has anything like that. It's got to have some kind of coolant, but I'm not sure, yeah. like, how you access it or yeah. what, how you would yeah. even change yeah, that. Yeah, I don't honestly. know if you would have to replace it, like, after a certain bit. I don't know. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, yeah. it's probably in the manual somewhere. Oh, the manual. The manual. <laughs> I don't want to open it. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what other costs really are associated with EVs that people might not be used to. Because most of the other costs are pretty similar to what you've got with a gas car i mean you've got tires you've got brakes mm-hmm. um one thing with brakes though uh we've got regen braking right yeah so yeah you use your brakes a lot less have you had to replace your brakes at all or not yet brakes not okay. yet there is um there is some concern with like utilizing regen versus like the physical brakes yeah that your brakes will rust over mm-hmm. and like you might have to replace them based on that yeah um so from time to time, I tend to like use my physical brakes just to get just them to clean used. them off. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's actually a good thought too. You yeah, so your rarely... your brakes are gonna last longer, honestly, because mm-hmm. you're not using your brakes as often. You can use that regen, charge up your battery as well. Yeah, like, a lot of lot of benefits to it. I've heard that same thing though that you should like kind of turn regen off and slam on your brakes a couple times to yep. clear off those <laughs> those <laughs> rotors and yep. keep them clean do so. it in a parking lot <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah i know my chevy volt that i had i went before i i traded in i had fifty five thousand miles on it and okay. i drove roughly about like thirty five thousand miles and i hadn't had to replace the brakes okay like they were still nice. like good yeah <laughs> because of that regen um one other thing I do want to touch on is annual registrations. Yeah. Um, so not all states have these registration fees for electric vehicles, 
But the thing is, when you're driving a gas-powered vehicle, you don't necessarily see the taxes you're paying when you're filling up the car. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of within that price you're paying per gallon. It's all baked in, yeah. So there's a lot of controversy regarding these annual registration fees for electric vehicle drivers um, that states are implementing. So EVs are paying like that fee to help um, keep up road maintenance, um, you know, fix any damages that like an EV might cause while driving. Yeah. Um, so basically what these annual registration fees are is a fee that you pay when you go to register like your license plate or your uh, tags mm -hmm. on your vehicle. And here in Ohio, we have a $200 electric vehicle plug-in hybrid fee and then a $100 hybrid fee. Um, yeah. So if you're driving a gas-powered um, hybrid electric vehicle, you still have to pay that. Yeah. Um, so that's expensive. Yes. Um, you honestly, if you calculate it, you will probably never pay that much in gas. Mm -hmm. And to us electric vehicle drivers, it's definitely a controversial topic because, I, in my opinion, I think it's way overpriced. Yeah, yeah. And I know the sentiment, and we talk about this in our like local EV groups all the time, is our sentiment is it's we don't think it's unfair to pay. Like mm -hmm. we're not trying to say that like we shouldn't pay gas or we shouldn't pay road tax because that's ridiculous. Like I I think we should pay to use the roads. A absolutely, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everybody's using, I use every day. So yeah. like should definitely pay to use the roads. Um and like Brandon was saying, the math really doesn't add up with that two hundred dollars with the amount of Drive EVs on average drive a lot less than gas-powered cars, so you're already driving fewer miles. Mm -hmm. um, they do, um, based on equivalent miles driven in a gas vehicle and fueling up that gas vehicle, you're never going to get anywhere close to $200 a year paid in gas tax. Um, and honestly, the, it really doesn't add up. And, and the way we do it in Ohio is pretty ridiculous, too, because we combine plug-in hybrids and... Uh, like full EVs in the same $200 fee. So if you're a plug-in hybrid, which uses gas and electric, what if you just drove gas the entire time? You're paying that gas tax and you're also paying $200 on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. like it kind of screws over those drivers. I feel like, I feel like it might be most fair for the pure EV drivers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even like the, the hybrid drivers, I think, get screwed over the most because they're paying the gas tax and they pay $100, like, no matter what. Yeah. And you could have an old hybrid that gets 30 miles per gallon yeah. and still has a tiny little battery in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got to pay $100. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's a lot of just kind of whoever's writing these bills not understanding the technology as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's hard because a lot of stuff goes into those bills, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's all I, it's education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that we have some good representatives here in Ohio that try their best to educate about electric yeah. vehicles. Um, I so like the thing with the annual registrations is that obviously you know we have listeners around the world, which thank you guys. Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We we're just looking at the stats before this. We've got like people from all over. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's great. Thank you guys for supporting Living Electric. Um, the one thing I do want to say is that like, if you are not in Ohio, it's definitely good to do your research to mm -hmm. see how much your, if there is a registration fee, um, just to kind of get yourself familiar with it. Yeah. Um, because it's definitely not something fun to be surprised by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. As with, as with any big purchase, I think just kind of budgeting and understanding what yeah. you can afford before you move into an EV or a new vehicle at all. I mean, it's important to understand those things. Um, 
one thing I do tell people that like immediately dismiss EVs thinking they can't afford them is yeah. you actually probably might be able to if you yeah. factor in gas costs and like what your electricity offset would be there. So I know for me, I'm probably spending more driving a Tesla than I, than I was driving my old car because my old monthly payment was around like 500 a month. And I was spending 200 a month, or sorry, my old payment was 300 a month, and I was spending 200 a month on gas. So it was about $500 to drive that car uh, per month. And now my Tesla payment is around $700, so pretty freaking expensive. <laughs> and um, but now my my electricity costs are essentially zero. So it's really only like a $200 per month bump versus like going $400 from my old yeah. car payment. Yeah. Right? So. I'm actually around the same price. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I was stupid and I rolled over a lot of negative equity into yeah. the bolt. Um, fortunately, the tax credit and like the dealership incentives really helped. Okay. Um, but I'm sitting about six fifty six a month. Okay. And then obviously about thirty dollars a month for gotcha. electricity. Okay. So about like six eighty. Yeah, and I'm driving a what freaking forty eight thousand dollar car so <laughs> yeah but but i will say my lease for my golf was about 580 okay so it's not too much of a difference and i was paying 200 dollars plus a month exactly gas. yeah so i'm saving money so and then you and then you throw in oil changes and all that stuff yeah. kind of spread yeah. out through over the months and i think i think once you crunch the number numbers you can probably afford an ev honestly yeah yeah, yeah. especially used ones i mean there's some oh, really yeah. good deals on used ones i think that's something people are not considering enough is having um at least a single ev if they're literally using it for commuting to work yeah like you can buy a cheap used ev for under ten thousand dollars <laughs> under five thousand in some cases yeah. that will be more than enough miles to get you to work and back and you can just plug it in overnight and be good yeah. you've got essentially a zero maintenance vehicle yeah. you can use for commuting yeah so, and most of them are low mileage so the battery yeah. degradation probably isn't you know exactly. non-existent exactly <laughs> or if your kids need a car and you're like looking for their first car yeah. and <laughs> they're not going to be I, I mean i don't know depends on your parenting style i guess yeah. but <laughs> start the start them out right do not teach them how to pump gas yeah. teach them how to plug in a car that's right um because i i feel like the next generation will not know how to pump gas yeah and to me that's exciting it is i forgot how to pump gas <laughs> so, what button do I press yeah right what do i do yeah <laughs> um but I mean, like, I think overall, I, when I look at like the, the finance aspects of like driving electric and, you know, some of the other benefits of going electric, I would never not consider going electric. Yeah. Like I always knew I would go fully electric, but yeah. to be living it daily, I would never change a thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It fits everything that I need a car to fit. Yeah. And on that point, I think if you are looking at a new car right now and you're, you're kind of still turned off by EVs, I would say go test drive one if you haven't or talk to an EV owner because they're, I mean, they're, that's kind of probably the two best experiences you could have. Um, I mean, listening to this podcast, we hope you've learned a lot yeah. <laughs> about an EV if you are considering it for your next vehicle. I know just a lot of people out there are still very curious about the thought of it. And when I, when I ask them about it, they're like, oh, I'll probably get one down the road, mm -hmm. which, which I think is a start for a lot of people, even just considering it is yeah. a big step. Yeah. So um going away from the norm of gas is still yeah. still tough for a lot of people so well it's a it's a i mean it's a big step but once you do it you i i know for me i don't look back it's it's very hard to go back for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah, definitely um, so you got any good jokes <laughs> any finance I, jokes i'm sure there's some out there i know i'm like trying to think um hmm 
I mean, I, I could always do, I hope those numbers don't shock you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like that one's lame, but that's the whole point of those jokes. I'm trying to think of one that's like, because like green can be like money, but also cars. I know, that's what, like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Go, go green in many ways by going electric. <laughs> Driving like writing a yeah. really bad ad right, now. right i know <laughs> thank you guys for listening to living electric if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to talk about any other ev finance topics definitely hit us up on our twitter account which is at living electric underscore our instagram account as well as our facebook page with the name of our podcast so if you have any questions just let us know anyways thank you guys for supporting living electric